coming up on Stu Does America. Coronavirus vaccines are right around the corner, but a lot of people in the country are understandably nervous about it. We'll talk to someone who actually went through one of the vaccine trials. And speaking of vaccines, former presidents Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, and Barack Obama will publicly have a COVID vaccine injected to ease public fears. No word yet on uh, if Bill, you know, is just confusing the vaccine for one of his many penicillin shots. YouTube viewers, thanks for subscribing. Don't forget to hit the little bell that gives you notifications when we post. Also, share the channel with your friends and family. Podcast listeners, thank you as well. Keep rating us five stars and leaving reviews for us that we can read at the end of the program. And finally, because I like you, I've finished your Christmas shopping already. Not the paying part, of course, but the picking stuff out part. Right now, go to stewdoesmerch.com. Get your very own Santifa Claus item. It's Santa Claus plus Antifa. How could you do better? We've got shirts, mugs, the whole deal. Show all your friends that you can go dashing through the snow better than Hunter Biden's nose in a strip club bathroom. Or maybe you want more peaceful options. Well, how about it's not a riot. It's a mostly peaceful tree lighting. The city is ablaze behind it, but it's a wonderful Christmas scene. Show you support this mostly true show with a mostly peaceful Christmas purchase. Head to stewdoesmerch.com right now. Losing the Senate uh, to the Democrats at this point would be a major hit for conservatives across the country. So why is there a Republican infighting when we should be you know, coming together here? Let's let cooler heads prevail and do the Georgia runoff. Stew does America. I have some news for you. The Georgia runoff election is a big freaking deal. Yeah, right now we have 50 Senate seats for Republicans and 48 for Democrats. And two seats are left to go. Uh, in Georgia, if both of them go to the Democrats, we've got a 50-50 Senate. And Kamala Harris may be the one casting that deciding vote. Doesn't that make you tingle all over? I know it does me. So this is a really important thing. It's basically a national election going on in Georgia right now. They're dumping something like a quarter of a billion dollars into these two races because everybody knows the control of the Senate is at stake here. And it's really important uh, that Republicans are able to control the Senate, in my humble opinion. So that's why it's kind of an issue for me uh, of what's kind of what we're seeing going on in Georgia right now. Now, I understand that there's a lot to talk about uh, with the uh, potential fraud allegations and what's going on in a very close presidential race in, in the state of Georgia in particular. Uh, but right now we're seeing ri- rallies down there where people are going out on stage and saying things uh, that I think are counterproductive. It's a nice word there. Counterproductive. I was going to go with something else, but I went with counterproductive. Watch some words that are counterproductive now. Do not be fooled twice. This is Georgia. We ain't dumb. We're not going to go vote on January 5th in another machine made by China. You're not going to fool Georgians again. If Kelly Loeffler wants your vote, if David Perdue wants your vote, they've got to earn it. They've got to demand publicly, repeatedly, consistently. Brian Kemp, call a special session of the Georgia legislature. And if they do not do it, if Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue do not do it, they have not earned your vote. Don't you give it to them. Now, some of that, okay, but uh, there's a little bit of a problem there. 
Now, why should you listen to some guy in a MAGA hat tell you who to vote for in Georgia? Why would you listen to a guy in a MAGA hat who's screaming on stage and telling you not to vote for Republicans in Georgia? Well, who is that? That's Lynn Wood. He's an attorney. Uh, And why should we listen to him? Well, let's go through who Lynn Wood is. He's a personal injury lawyer uh, turned lawyer who will take cases uh, basically that will get him on television. I mean, we're talking about uh, Richard Jewell. He's probably his most famous uh, client, the uh, Atlantic uh, Atlanta uh, Olympic bombing uh, suspect who wound up being innocent. Also, he was involved in the John Benet Ramsey case. He was involved in the Anna Nicole Smith uh, saga. Remember that? Remember Gary Condit, the old Democrat politician? Uh, he was involved in that one. Dr. Phil. Yes, Dr. Phil. Natalie Holloway. Natalie. Ho- I mean, these are all this is like the CNN headline news, like lineup for the past 10 years. And of course, the accuser of Kobe Bryant he was involved in, with as well. Uh, like pretty much every other personal injury lawyer or celebrity lawyer on Earth, he will take money from clients on either side of the aisle. That's not unique about Lynn Wood. Lately, however, he's been taking the side of a lot of Trump friendly clients like Carter Page, uh, Sean Hannity and most famously, Nicholas Sandman. You remember him, of course, the uh, youngster who was uh, I, we were told, at least initially, was threatening the lives of Native Americans in his in his MAGA hat. He's like 16 years old. He was out on a you know, Covington uh, Christian. He was out there, a little field trip, was standing, not doing anything, being yelled at by uh, racist people. Uh, and he was just kind of holding his ground, standing there and smirking a little bit. And that was reported horribly across the media. We covered that extensively. And he wound up suing and beating CNN, I think the Washington Post as well. Uh, Lynn Wood was the attorney there. But also like every other personal injury lawyer or celebrity lawyer, he has been donating money to Democrats for years. This is not a guy who has been on the Trump train or the Republican train for that long. Talk show host Eric Erickson is in Georgia and has been aware of Wood's political history for a long time. He went through some of this. He tweeted, the Kraken works for the deep state. In March 2008, uh, Lynn Wood, the guy you just heard speak, contributed $1,300 to Barack Obama. In January 2008, Wood contributed $1,000 to Barack Obama. In February 2004, Wood contributed $250 to John Edwards. I mean, that should almost disqualify you from all future employment. Uh, In September 2014, Wood contributed $100 to Michelle Nunn, a Democrat. In September 2014, Wood contributed $100 to John Barrow, another Democrat. In November 2008, Wood contributed $500 to Jim Martin, another Democrat. Wood voted in the Abrams primary in 2018. Hard to be a Republican and vote in the Abrams primary in 2018. He also did not vote in Donald Trump's 2016 primary either. Lynn Wood supported David Perdue's Democrat opponent in 2014 and gave her money. Now he wants you to avoid voting for Perdue in the runoff. And what Eric points out here is, I think, really important. You need to understand where the words you're listening to are coming from. This is a guy who has supported Democrats his whole life. And, you know, if you agree with what he's fighting for here, that's that's fine. You can agree with that all you want. But. The course of action that he's suggesting is a radical one and it needs to be examined. Liam Donovan also chimed in with his evidence of, uh, of his own in, his, in response to Eric's uh, thread on Lynn Wood. He uh, pointing out that Lynn Wood tried to give Obama a super majority in the last Georgia Senate runoff. Hmm. Lynn Wood is a longtime Democratic donor that has literally tried to give Democrats even more power under Obama than Biden could have in 2021. 
Now, now that people have noticed this, Linwood has responded. He writes this. Breitbart is dishonest. I guess Breitbart also wrote about this. Historically, I am nonpartisan. This year, I was partisan because I love real Donald Trump. I donated $375,000 to the Trump PAC. Uh, David Perdue solicited a $25,000 donation, and I gave it to him. I gave $5,600 to Representative Doug Collins and hosted a fundraiser for him. Uh, you might notice that a lot of these uh, donations are above the legal limit. I'm not sure. You know, he went through some pack or something. Uh, I estimated that I have given uh, WinRed, which is a Republican group, $10,000 this year. I've donated several thousand dollars to other Republican candidates and $150,000 to conservative PAC for congressional candidates. I gave $5,000 at a fundraiser in which Richard Grinnell spoke. That is all I can remember at the moment, how did Breitbart miss these facts? Guess some people do not want the fraud in Georgia election to be discovered. I did not donate to Brian Kemp. Now back to my dessert. Now, the criticism, there's a lot of things you can criticize about Breitbart. I don't think being sufficiently pro-Trump is one of them. I think they kind of on the bandwagon. But this is an interesting battle here because Breitbart is saying, look, these Senate seats are important. Linwood is telling you not to vote for them. Well, I... It's very possible that Lynn Wood legitimately likes Donald Trump and wants to find a way to get him to win. That's not a surprise, considering he seems to be operating at times like part of, uh, you know, as part of his legal team. He's on the stage there with Sidney Powell, as you might have seen. The president is sort of one of his clients. He probably does want Trump to pull this off somehow. And I'm not suggesting he's a bad guy, but is this the right way to go? And you can't ignore the fact that Wood also has no problem seeing a Democratic Senate, a Democratic Senate supermajority under, under Barack Obama, and the whole of our government being controlled by Democrats in 2021 without any available opposition. Besides, the question isn't really about trusting some personal injury attorney. The question isn't whether his motivations are pure. The question is, should we listen to his advice? If you're pissed off about the election and think Trump isn't getting justice in Georgia, what do you do about it? You can A, listen to Lynn Wood. You can vote against two senators who have already, by the way, publicly called for the resignation of the Republican Secretary of State in Georgia. Or you can vote for the last two people on earth who can put a stop to runaway Democratic administrations. I don't don't know. Which one are you going to go with? You can either stop the political vision of AOC and Ilan Omar, or you can try to send, I guess, a message to Mitch McConnell or something. Right now, it seems like voters in Georgia are actually split between those two options. A new poll from Georgia uh, has Raphael Warnock at 52, Kelly Leffler at 45, John Ossoff at 50, and David Perdue at 48. Yeah, the guy who was Beto before Beto and the new Jeremiah Wright are currently ahead in Georgia. Now, it's only one poll. There's no need to overreact. But this is clearly a close race. If the Democrats win both of these races, it won't be Mitch McConnell or Democrats or China who pays the price for it. It will be us. And if you happen to be a Trump supporter who isn't buying this and thinking about throwing your hands up and not showing up this time, allow me to give you the words of one expert with particular interest in the outcome. The president of the United States. This is from Axios. Quote, a source close to POTUS is told uh, Jonathan Swan, the president directly communicated to both Powell and Lynn Wood yesterday the importance of reelecting Purdue and Leffler and believes his traveling to and campaigning in Georgia this weekend will make clear what MAGA voters should be doing. Look, this will be won or lost in the courts when it comes to the whole presidential election situation. 
if these high profile attorneys have the proof that they say they have and they are as good as they say they are, then they will be able to prove it in court as they say they will. But in the meantime, we have to hope for the best and prepare for the worst. Our only firewall between where we are today and the worst case scenario are two Senate candidates in Georgia. Listen to Donald Trump on this one. Your vote in Georgia has never been more important. I would argue, this is just my argument, that we are in the most important two or three weeks for dieting in the calendar. Why is that? You're just coming off of Thanksgiving. You probably blew it as badly as I did. Then you're about two or three weeks away from Christmas. If you let this thing roll and you just eat like it's Thanksgiving for the next three weeks, like I would like to, you are not going to be able to turn this thing around. I know around the holidays, everybody puts on a few. But if you start just pounding food from Thanksgiving, then you get to Christmas, then there's New Year's. I mean, you're only a few weeks away from the Super Bowl parties. You got, I think, Valentine's Day's in there. Lincoln's birthday. Everybody has a huge meal on Lincoln's birthday. You need something to get it under control. And right now is a great time to start. Fast Blast can help you do it. Fast Blast takes the power of intermittent fasting and helps you uh, lose lose weight quickly. Not lose weight like, oh, you're going to lose a half a pound per month. None of that. I'm talking about the, the scale changing every day. You're losing weight every single day. That's been my experience when I do it. And I will tell you, they also have these delicious smoothies that you can order that make it the whole process a lot easier. They have a new app called Fasten, F-A-S-T-E-N. You can go right into your uh, app store right now and pull that one down. And you can uh, that, that, that kind of walks you through the entire process. Do your own homework. Make sure you check it out at fastblast.com slash blaze. Fastblast.com slash blaze. Get started today for a healthier and smaller you. It's fastblast.com slash blaze. The app is Fasten. I'm joined now by Adam Gillette. He's the president of Accuracy in Media and also the author of the new USA Today op-ed, COVID-19 vaccine trials. I took the coronavirus vaccine. Get politics out of its rollout. Adam, thanks for coming on the program and being America's human guinea pig. (laughs) Thank you so very much. I was in phase three. The folks, the brave folks in phase one were the guinea pigs. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, you got it easy. Uh, This is uh, this is a pretty cool thing. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I am uh, I actually also volunteered for the uh, the vaccine trials Uh, did not get in. They deemed me too sexy to be representative of the American people. So, you know, that's that's my own uh, cross to bear. Um, But you were able to get in and you uh, you're in Florida and you decided to go through with the vaccine. Can you tell me why you did it and uh, what your experience was? Absolutely. I'm the head of a grassroots activist organization, Accuracy in Media. And every week I'm on the road meeting with donors, meeting with activists, meeting with our investigative journalists. And even though I'm not worried about COVID-19 for myself, I'm young and fairly healthy. I would never asymptomatically want to give it to someone else, especially someone older. So when I heard there were vaccine trials being done in our town, particularly when I heard they were Moderna and Pfizer trials, which are the fancy new mRNA vaccines, uh, I checked with my family, who uh, many of which have a background in medicine, and I signed up. So tell me about your experience. I mean, what, what, how, how do you know? I mean, when they did they give you a call? Did you, they reach out to you? How did you know you were getting involved in it? And then what was the process like to get it? Pretty straightforward. I 
called over the phone and they said they would get back to me. And finally they did. I went on in, met with one person. They explained how the process went. They explained that it was a two-year trial, but you could drop out any time. And one of my chief concerns, well, what happens when the vaccine actually comes out? What if I got the placebo? How will I know to get the vaccine? <laughs> but they told me that typically they unblind the trials as soon as a vaccine is widely available. So I knew either way I, I would be able to get the vaccine and those in the trials usually get early access at it. Okay. So, so I went in a few weeks later, got dose one, then got dose two, three weeks after that. Okay. And so you go in, you get dose one and no side effects at all. You did have slight side effects in dose two. Is that right? Yeah, dose two, I was up all night with chills. The next day I had a mild fever, like 100.5. So I called them over the phone. They said, take a couple, couple Tylenol, see what happens. If it goes above 102, you're gonna need to come in, which was bad to hear because I was currently flying to Iowa. Hmm. But I took the Tylenol, my temperature went right down. The next day I was back to normal. I ran five miles, ran 10 miles the day after that. And now I guess I don't have to worry about COVID-19. <laughs> I will say um, running 10 miles is not normal. So I want to just like, make sure you're aware of that uh, going forward. I had, ne- I had never actually run before that. It's amazing what this vaccine can do. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I should, the caveat, I am a runner. But yeah, it, really, I was back to normal, pretty much 90% normal 24 hours later. I was kind of hoping for the superhuman strength thing to be a side effect, but that's a whole other uh, st- story. That's um, the only reason I signed up. They <laughs> let me down. <laughs> so so you go through this, uh, you know, obviously it seems like you have the vaccine and not the placebo if you're having some side effects. Uh, you go through this process, uh, generally uh, positive. I think one of the things I'm fascinated about, because obviously you, work, you talk about accuracy in media all the time, is the lack of criticism that people like Kamala Harris and Andrew Cuomo, who is awful, uh, get for this. I mean, they have been out in front of the, um, the American people telling them we need to be skeptical of this because Donald Trump was involved. Now, Donald Trump, as far as I know, is not mixing any vaccine uh, potions behind the scenes. This is, I think, really harmful and was utilized really risking people's lives for politics. It's disgusting to see them put politics ahead of human life. Cuomo said that they in New York don't trust the CDC and they want to do their own testing of the vaccine before it's delivered. If anybody wants to talk about politicizing COVID-19, Cuomo was an abysmal failure. He's the grandma killer. He ordered those nursing homes to accept positive COVID patients. He needs to get the heck out of the way and allow us to survive. COVID-19. And to your point, exactly. Every time I went in and got doses of the vaccine, I didn't see Trump in the back, you know, mixing it up. (laughs) He's not involved at the CDC. He's not involved at Moderna or Pfizer or in the clinical trials. So to say that Trump is rushing this through and that all of these people were adhering to Donald Trump is obnoxiously disgusting. Yeah. and, And Kamala Harris was on this bandwagon as well. And I, I mean, I, I can't see anything other, you know, we, we've, we're told all the time that the left is the it's that's the side of science. They're on the side of science. They're the ones who are not denying like we are on, on the conservative side. It really is amazing to see them. It doesn't matter what it takes. If, it, if they think it will help their agenda or get a couple of votes uh, for, uh, you know, move the polls one point in their direction for a week, they will say whatever they have to. That's right. They're on the side of science. They've got yard signs. It's not enough to virtue signal on social media. They've got yard signs (laughs) proclaiming their love for science. 
But then, heaven forbid, you talk about GMOs or nuclear power or <laughs> fracking or the speed at which we were able to get this mRNA vaccine. All of a sudden, their love for science disappears quite a bit if it doesn't jive with their radical left agenda. They don't care about science. They care about politics. Mm. Um, I, you know, I, I'm curious as to your thought as, after going through this process. And obviously, you, you're, you, you look at the media all the time. How do you get people to come on board for this? We are seeing real signs of skepticism, and I'd be lying if I said it was only on the left. I mean, it is significantly on the left, after especially what the politicians have been saying on the left. But, I mean, we hear it from our audience sometimes. People are really skeptical of anything that comes out that's a vaccine or comes from some big pharmaceutical company. How do you communicate to them that this is actually safe? That's a great point, and it's a real problem. You know, I got this vaccine primarily because I thought it would enable me to be able to meet with donors, meet with activists. And in these divisive times, as I learned from my social media, the one thing all of my social network was able to unite on at, in these divisive times is that I am an idiot for getting the vaccine. <laughs> Everybody thought, oh my God, you're crazy. My conservative friends, my liberal friends, all for different reasons, thought I was a nut for getting the vaccine. But here's what we need to recognize. It's incredibly safe. In vaccines like this, side effects typically show up in the first month or two, if there are going to be side effects. Now, people have been testing it for six or seven months. So we know it's safe. We know it's effective. We know that masks can slow the spread, but they're not going to eradicate COVID-19 with mm -hmm. masks. If you're sick of all of this, if you want to be done with COVID-19, the only way forward is a vaccine that has now been proven safe with hundreds of thousands of Americans having had it already. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it is really promising. I mean, the, the results that have come out, they've shown 94, 95 percent effectiveness. You took the Moderna one. Is that right? Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So the Moderna one is looks really, really promising. I mean, it, it, this is much better than I would have expected, especially in this short of a period of time. Um, is this one of these things that will kind of just fall into place? I mean, if we go three, six months into this, Tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, maybe millions of people have taken uh, the vaccine. We're not seeing side effects. We're seeing a real reduction among these people. Is this one of those things that people are going to be skeptical at first, but when it looks really promising, they come along? Gosh, I'm really hoping because, as you said, you, you know, people joke, oh, you're a guinea pig. And I know the people who got the vaccine six months before me were the guinea pigs. Mm -hmm. What I think we'll see, obviously, healthcare workers and folks in nursing homes, folks at highest risk, they're going to be the first to get the vaccine. About 20 million might get it in December, 30 to 35 million in America might get it in January and then again in February. So I think once more Americans see that, you know, wow, 60 million Americans have gotten this vaccine in December and in January and parts of February, maybe then they'll start to feel more comfortable and people will settle down with their fear over it. They'll realize that I haven't turned into a zombie, um, which my wife predicted, and they'll realize that it's actually very, very safe to get this thing. Especially because these mRNA vaccines don't inject you with the virus. Yeah, that, that, it's not like the talk about that for a second, because this is a totally new type of vaccine. It doesn't inject you with the virus. It basically, the way I've heard it described is they essentially give the plans, the blueprints to your body to, to, uh, to create the proteins. Is that right? That's exactly right. mRNA vaccines, which the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines, the technology they use. The other ones by AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson, don't use that. They're probably still safe. They might not be quite as effective, 
but they're the old style of vaccines. Mm -hmm. But these brand new mRNA vaccines have technology where they inject you with molecules and it tells your body to develop antibodies to protect you against a disease. And it's gonna change vaccinations as we know it. And folks who have bad responses to vaccinations because you know, many vaccines have you know, an egg or chicken and you know, other things in it, they're not likely to have those negative responses to mRNA vaccines. So it's a fantastic new safe technology. Those of us who love to celebrate American prosperity and ingenuity and innovation should celebrate this vaccine and celebrate this technology. I, for one, am shocked that the Cubans with their amazing healthcare system weren't the first at it. <laughs> That's a great point. I, I haven't heard anything from Venezuela on this. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I, you, you bring up a great point, and I'm glad you brought this up. I mean, you're, you're a guy who's a conservative guy. You, you, you did, what was it, uh, was it Americans for Prosperity you were at for a while? Uh, Project Veritas, right? Like, you know, well-known conservative organizations, accuracy in media as well. Um, I've been surprised at some of the people, at least listeners to the show and, and people who are on social media, who look at this so skeptically when I look at it as such a victory for capitalism, such a victory, not only for capitalism and innovation, but also a victory for the legacy of the Trump administration. I mean, this has been an incredible achievement, I think, uh, that has run through the president um, and, and, and he's made sort of paved the way for this. And then capitalism coming through and solving an impossible problem in record time. I, I see this as a real a, a really wonderful story. You're absolutely right, and I wish more people would have that mindset. This is an opportunity to spike the football and celebrate a combination of deregulation and economic prosperity. I once heard somebody say that if over the last century our economy had grown by 1% less every year, we would have the same GDP as Mexico. Well then, if our economy was that much smaller, if, they were, if we were that much less prosperous, would we have had the technology to invent mRNA vaccines? Mm. Would we have had the technology to be distributing in mass amounts a vaccine eight months or nine months after a disease first spread across the world? This is an incredible story of human innovation only made possible via prosperity and growth and economic opportunity and coupled with the fact that the deregulation done through Operation Warp Speed got government out of the way and let private businesses do their job, which in this which in this case was save lives. It's an incredible success story. Yeah, and we might be, I mean, we were talking about only three of the vaccines now. Who knows how many of these are gonna come across the finish line with, with results like this. It's really promising. Uh, one more before I let you go. Uh, you're at Accuracy in Media. Uh, I feel like the coverage of this story, uh, particularly around the vaccine, but coronavirus overall, uh, the accuracy in the media has not been its strong suit. How do you view this? Uh, how do you view this as far as it's played out over the past eight months? Well, at a time in which news coverage and sharing information became more important than perhaps any time in most of our lives, the media tragically failed all of us. They got the story wrong again and again and again. They overhyped fear amongst populations that are the least at risk. They focused on stories like you might remember when a Christian group set up a, a field hospital in Central Park. And instead of celebrating how wonderful that these Christians who aren't from Manhattan are headed to Manhattan and help people out, instead they called them bigots because they only employed Christians at the Christian charity. <laughs> Their ability to miss the main story and to hype up the fear while simultaneously downplaying the incredible success that is this vaccine is morally outrageous. Mm. Adam Gallette, president of Accuracy in Media. Adam, uh, where's the best place for people to find you? 
Sure, our website is aim.org, aim.org. We're active on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Parler, Instagram, everywhere. All right, Adam, thanks so much for coming on the program. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right, back in a second. So President Bush, President Obama, President Clinton are all very excited to get their own coronavirus vaccines. They made announcements that they will do it on television to convince you that you should get yours, too. I like I, this is the type of thing, though. I, and they say they're going to wait in line. Is that true? I, I don't know. But uh, it's possible that they're going to wait in line. I like the idea that they, they actually probably just want it. And they're like, oh, we're going to be brave and take it on television for, for the, for, to benefit you. We swear it's not because we want it. I mean, you gotta you gotta imagine uh, Bill Clinton at this point is really missing his travel plans to various islands that friends might own, who happen to be Democratic donors and maybe maybe did not kill themselves in prison recently. So anyway, that's uh, coming up. The Supreme Court has given a special um, uh, ruling here for. Uh, California and their religious uh, rulings and leanings. A week ago, there was a 5-4 decision by the Supreme Court that tightened limits, uh, that lifted the tight limits on churches and synagogues. We went over that in a monologue uh, earlier this week. Um, that's already happened. Now, th- they're, they're trying to get different um, restrictions lifted. Uh, rather than issue a se- separate decision responding to the religious liberty challenge in California, a high court issued a brief unsigned order on Thursday telling federal judges in the Los Angeles area to reconsider Gavin Newsom's even tighter restrictions on worship services in all of the population centers of California. Florida-based lawyers for Harvest Rock Churches in California said the governor's restrictions for Tier 1 mean that indoor worship services are completely prohibited for 99.1% of Californians. Oh, yeah, but 0.9 can still go, guys. They're fine. They can go to church. Uh, While the court's order has no immediate legal impact, it suggests the state's ban on indoor services is likely to fail. Uh, And that's the sorts of words that Gavin Newsom has heard over and over again to describe all sorts of activities in his life likely to fail. San Francisco has banned smoking inside of apartments. Board of Supervisors voted 10 to 1 to approve the ordinance that making San Francisco the largest city in the country to ban tobacco smoking inside apartments. Kind of an interesting moment to do that, considering they're not really letting their citizens out in the streets to smoke. So I'm not sure what they're supposed to do. But you should know smoking tobacco in apartments, illegal. Smoking pot, okay. They're fine with that. Just don't smoke those cigarettes. Smoking a joint, totally fine. Uh, there is, uh, it's hard to keep track of which drugs you're allowed to do these days. The legal ones seem to be the hardest ones to consume. I'm not exactly sure why that is. Same thing going on with alcohol right now. Bars are closed all over the place. I, they're not closed here yet, are they? We have a, a situation in Texas where they've set up sort of these standards that if you hit a certain percentage of uh, hospital patients that are COVID patients, they start putting in new restrictions. You know, I've said this earlier, but we're going to wind up hitting those, I think, this week. Uh, here in Texas, which will roll us back to 50 percent uh, capacity in restaurants and some other some other uh, situations. Um, we were at 75 percent now. Uh, and every time I say something like that, I get mail. You guys have 75 percent indoor dining. Damn you. Yeah, I know. We're, we're look, we're the problem child here. It's all about Texas. Even though our numbers are a lot better than a lot of the other states, it's our fault. Um, so there is a bar in Staten Island. We talked about this a little bit that decided we need to stay open, we want to stay open, we think it's the right thing to do. 
We were ready to take the risk. The patrons who are here want to take the risk uh, and come in and have a nice beer. We need to keep our business open. And so they decided to declare themselves an autonomous zone because I guess that was okay for everyone else. And in Portland, they were able to do that and take over a few city blocks and they didn't get in trouble for it. So, I mean, it was it was a good effort. However, it did get closed down and they they sealed off the entrance to the place. Uh, But the crowd around the building had a very appropriate chant to give to the state of New York. Listen. It's music to my ears. Cuomo sucks. I want to go to that protest just to be able to scream that. Maybe we should need a new, uh, a new mug. Cuomosucks.com. Well, I can tell you this. Andrew Cuomo is awful.com. We need to send some masks to the store. We should get some of the Andrew Cuomo is awful masks and send them up uh, to this bar uh, because they're true believers, I think, at this point. Uh, New York, by the way, has not they've been, you know, Cuomo has been on TV complaining about how the federal government won't give him enough money. This is what he's been doing since the beginning of this, even though he acted slower uh, than Donald Trump uh, on the coronavirus. And he's been complaining about how slowly the government actually has been acting. Um, He wants to get more money out of the federal government. And he's been plotting on TV over and over again, complaining and complaining and complaining about this. Well, someone decided to look and see. Have they actually been, you know, using the money that they've been given? I mean, do you know about that? Uh, $200 million was set aside for vaccine distribution as part of the relief package passed by Congress and signed into law in March. Figures from the Center of Disease Control and Prevention show that more than $14 million was allocated for New York, the most for all other states except for Texas, California, and Florida. New York has accessed none, none dollars of that money. None dollars. They're trying to say that it's a accounting thing. They've already spent the money. They just haven't asked for it yet because that's I mean, that does sound like Andrew Cuomo. So I wouldn't be shocked if he was spending money he didn't have. But they are trying to uh, get worm their way out of this one as well. We'll keep you updated on that. Uh, of course, the media is not going to do this for you. The media doesn't care what Andrew Cuomo does, even though Andrew Cuomo was awful. Dot com. They don't care. They're going to go after Christy Nome. That's their target. Why? Because Christy Nome is essentially, I don't know. Uh, there's a bit of identity politics that goes on with, with candidates and how we look at them in the future. You see someone who's young. You see someone who, uh, you know, uh, who might be um, uh, of a different race, who might have a different sexual preference or whatever. And you say, that person, uh, that could be the next Republican. And, and there's a bit of this that goes on with Christy Nome. I think she's done a pretty good job in South Dakota. She's been on the show, uh, on, on, radio, on the radio show a few times, and she's really smart. And she does, a, you know, she seems to be doing a really good job understanding personal liberty, which is not easy in this era to do. Uh, there's a bit of like a situation where this is kind of what we wanted Sarah Palin to be. A small state governor who kind of comes in and, and has a lot of knowledge about these things and and is able to communicate them successfully. Uh, Christy Nome seems to be able to do that. Um, she's getting beat up, though, uh, by the left, of course, because they see this as well. And the Daily Beast published an attack on South Dakota GOP Governor Christy Noem, uh, insinuating that her policies killed her grandmother. Uh, the, the article was titled Anti-Mask Gov's Grandmother Died in Nursing Home Ravaged by COVID. And yet Christy Noem continues 
to downplay the virus, refuse a mask mandate, and ignore the terrible price her state is paying. Now, there has been a really rough stretch here when it comes to South Dakota and COVID cases and COVID deaths. You know, per capita, there's like four people there. So I think one of them died. So now there's three people left in South Dakota. The point being, though, that they have really had a legitimately bad run here. But I mean, every state has had this sort of battle. I mean, it's really been a tough period. This is why this sucks so much. This isn't breaking news. Um, But there is, according to the Daily Wire, there is no evidence that Holmes' grandmother died of COVID and actually had reportedly tested negative for COVID. That didn't uh, stop the media from going after her anyway in her time of mourning and lighting her up on social media because that's the way we prove our points these days. Uh, Speaking of this... uh, Feel free to go on uh, social media and light up AOC. She has she's been getting ridiculed on social media. Why? Because she has a new sweatshirt available in her merchandise store. Fifty eight dollars for her tax the rich sweatshirt. I kid you not. She's she's selling her tax the rich sweatshirt for fifty eight dollars. Now that I will say is a is a discount. Because it used to be $65 for her sweatshirt. I'll tell you this. No sweatshirts at StuDoesMerch.com are costing you $65. They don't even cost you $58. I don't know what they cost you, but it's less than that. It's the StuDoes America guarantee because I'm pretty sure and haven't really checked the prices yet. But you can go there and you'll probably pay less than $58 for like a sweatshirt of Santifa Claus. That's right, Santifa Claus. Santa Claus, Antifa combined for the ultimate in... uh, (laughs) And ridiculous anti-Antifa merchandise. Uh, remember, this guy's from the autonomous zone of the North Pole. You got that going on. And you have, uh, it's not a riot. It's a mostly peaceful tree lighting. <laughs> this is one that's doing really well on the mugs in particular. I, I've already ordered some, so hopefully we'll get some soon. Although the Andrew Cuomo's awful mug is always a classic. You can get that on mugs and shirts and, and sweatshirts and whatever. And I'm pretty sure, you can go check right now and check my math, but I'm pretty sure they're less than $58. They should be. I mean, $58 is a little ridiculous, but AOC wants the cash in her pocket, and that makes everything okay. Back in a second. In the control room, we're talking about Glint Pay here. In the control room, uh, remind me to, we should talk to the guys at Glint Pay about the economy and, and how this is going right now, especially with all this coronavirus spending that's about to go on. Um, Glint Pay is a new service, something you probably have never heard of before. Um, if you're a type of person who says, you know, I look at the way they're spending on coronavirus and all these other programs and potentially, you know, it's a, a bunch of AOCs coming in to spend your money. And what do we do? I mean, we're going to see a lot of, of real inflation on the way. I want to invest in maybe like gold. It's a real alternative uh, to the dollar. I don't like the way the dollar is going. Glint, you know, has uh, gold available uh, and it is a, a way to buy gold, but still have access to your money. So a lot of times you can go and you can buy gold and you can get a bunch of coins and they sit in your safe or whatever. Um, and it, it could be a good investment. But what if you could do that and still have the access to that money if you need it? You can also brag to your friends that you're buying whatever you're buying with gold. They give you the card like this, a MasterCard, and you can go into any place or you can use a MasterCard, and they are holding gold for you in Switzerland, and you get the benefits of that investment. So gold goes up, you're actually investing in gold, and we've seen people who are like buying their coffees every day, 
off of money that just they made because gold went up. They believed the dollar was uh, going to be going down. They believed that they were spending too much. Gold goes up. You get a little more in the account. You could spend that. And on and on it goes. Learn more at glintpay.com slash stew. G-L-I-N-T pay.com slash stew. The slash stew part of the address is important because that's how they know you like this stupid show. Glintpay.com slash stew. Go check it out now. Get on your own personal gold standard with glintpay.com slash stew. So a big development today in the world of entertainment, as we know, movie theaters are in, I mean, they're up the creek basically at this point. No one's releasing any new movies. No one knows what to do. And these movie theater companies, we had a couple right around us go out of business. Uh, It's really bad, uh, you know, because they can't get anybody in there. They're not releasing any new movies. And then half the people don't want to go because of coronavirus. So it's really an ugly situation. They're trying to figure out what to do. The studios have all these this backlog of movies. Well, the first real explosion here happened today. Warner Brothers will release all of its new movies in 2021. Uh, At the same time, they'll go to theaters and they'll go to HBO Max, the streaming app. Uh, All of them will go there for a month and then they will just continue, I guess, in theaters or go through their normal process. But you can watch all of them at home. This is this has been something that's a dam that has been about to break for a long time. A lot of people believe this is the end of theaters, but honestly, it might be the only way to keep them alive because they can release these movies. People can go see them in the theaters uh, and also they can get the money from HBO Max and the people who want to stay home can watch them there. Listen to this roster of movies. Uh, The Little Things, Judas and the Black Messiah, Tom and Jerry. Godzilla vs. Kong. You're going to make me go see that, aren't you? Oh, jeez. Mortal Kombat, Those Who Wish Me Dead, The Conjuring, uh, The Devil Made Me Do It, In the Heights, Space Jam, A New Legacy. Is that the one with LeBron? Oh, God. You want to talk about a horror movie? There it is. Uh, The Suicide Squad, they're going to try that thing again. It didn't work out so well last time. Reminiscence, Malignant, Dune. A lot of people excited about Dune. There's a Dune movie coming out. The Many Saints of Newark, which I think is a prequel of the Sopranos series, which should be really interesting, stars James Gandolfini's son. Um, King Richard, Cry Macho, and Matrix 4, which I don't think could be worse than Matrix 3. But Matrix 4, we'll see. I guess, is it going to have Keanu in it? Keanu is coming back for a lot of the sequels lately. Didn't he do the Bill and Ted thing again? I don't know how that did. Anyone see that? You saw it? Any good? Yeah. I don't know. I'm a little bit of a skeptic on that one. But if you have an HBO, this, I mean, if you have any interest in getting HBO or HBO Max, I mean, this is a pretty big thing they're going to be doing here. I'm not sure if you're going to have to pay extra. Do we know any of that yet? I don't think so. Details are still coming out, but this is a big deal in the world of entertainment. We'll keep following that for you, and I'll keep making lots of LeBron James Space Jam jokes. He's not as good as the last guy in the last movie. It's true. Back in a second. Love getting your reviews on iTunes. Five stars is the appropriate number of stars. You can leave them there. Uh, We have it's five star stupid. This show is so stupid. It's incredibly worthy of five stupid stars. Five freaking stars. Thank you so much. Uh, We can thank our lucky stars that Stu is around. You can thank five freaking stars that I'm around. I am here. Best political uh, commentator, uh, co- commentary, uh, humor. I never miss a podcast. Had to ask my doctor to, who increased my SSRI dosage when Stu was out on FMLA leave due to the Rona. 
I am a Rona survivor, guys. That's me. And I appreciate you understanding my struggle. Hashtag Chris Cuomo is worse. In fact, yes, we do have the Chris Cuomo is worse mugs available right now. One of the best sellers uh, that we have. You can go to uh, chriscuomoisworse.com, I think, exists. And you can go there and see all that stuff. It's great stuff for uh, Christmas. I would also say... If you would like to um, join up at blazetv.com slash stew, the promo code is stew, you'll save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. There's never been a more important time to support conservative media. If you want to just help the cause, go there, blazetv.com slash stew. Promo code is stew. Make sure to check out Glenn's show from this week on The Great Reset. You're not going to want to miss that one. We'll see you tomorrow.